0: i'm joe catalano with an am quincy news update for thursday october 26th quincy police are investigating a report that a man was shot in a parking lot in the city earlier today a whitman woman called police just after midnight to report that she was driving a man to south shore hospital in weymouth after he'd been shot either in the parking lot of the walmart or the nearby Camman supermarket on quincy avenue Police responded to South Shore Hospital and discovered that a 23-year-old Roxbury man had been shot once in the abdomen. The victim is expected to survive. Police did recover a bullet from the victim. Police say the woman was uncooperative. A search of both parking lots turned up nothing and the incident remains under investigation. A football family in Quincy is finding out how much their contribution to the community means. One of their sons, a junior at North Quincy High School, suffered a serious injury in last week's game against Situate. Junior Cam Sampson is walking, but he was seriously injured in the fourth quarter play when the Red Raiders took on Situate last week. There was nothing illegal about the hit samson although broke four vertebrae and snapped four ribs his mother was right there on the sidelines taking photos his father who also played for the red raiders is now a coach cam attended yesterday's practice for the first time since that night cheering alongside him his younger brother who tore his acl during his game the next day to show their support The team and the community are helping the Samson family through donations, food, and assisting with the six boys in the family. Cam will undergo an MRI of his spine today to see if there's more extensive damage and to plan out his recovery. If you would like to donate to the Samson family's recovery fund, a GoFundMe account has been established. As of this morning, it had raised $875. One person was taken into custody yesterday after an hours-long police standoff at a home in Weymouth. Weymouth Police in a post on X yesterday afternoon said police were on scene on Putnam Street responding to a barricaded suspect. Police asked community members to stay away from the area. Several armed law enforcement officers working at the scene had heavy equipment and armored vehicles Shortly before 6.30, authorities were seen taking a person out of the home on a stretcher. Police said the man was taken to South Shore Hospital to be treated, adding that the man had taken drugs. The man is now facing a charge of assault with a dangerous weapon. Weymouth police said the incident started yesterday afternoon when officers responded to a disturbance at a group home. There, they said officers found a man wanted on three outstanding warrants. When officers tried to arrest the man, police said he pointed a rifle at them. Officers immediately left the building and called for backup. Weymouth police said the man arrested in the incident is expected to be arraigned once he is released from the hospital. Aidan Kearney, the Stoughton man who runs the blog Turtle Boy News, has hired legal representation and will return to court today for a bail modification hearing after he was arraigned earlier this month on witness intimidation charges in connection with the Karen Reed murder case. Kearney was arraigned in Stoughton District Court on October 11th on charges including eight counts of intimidation of a witness, juror, police, or court official, one count of conspiracy in connection with the ongoing Reed case, after the Norfolk County DA's office appointed a special prosecutor to investigate his alleged actions. Reed is charged with second-degree murder in the death of her boyfriend, Boston Police Officer John O'Keefe. Reed is accused of backing over O'Keefe and leaving him to die in a January 2022 blizzard outside a home in Canton. Special prosecutor in the case, Kenneth Mello of Fall River, said Kearney harassed witnesses and often filmed himself as he would try to confront them or call them at their homes, children's sporting events, or places of work. Kearney is also accused of sharing personal information online, including a state trooper's phone number, while saying he would never stop. Kearney's new legal representation, the law office of Timothy Bradle, announced earlier this week, They plan to fight the, quote, scurrilous prosecution mounted against Kearney by the DA's office during a hearing today in Norfolk Superior Court. Terms of conditions of Kearney's release set by the judge included a stay-away order that prohibits him from direct or indirect contact with any of the named witnesses in the Reed case, whether through mail, email, social media, or other mechanisms. During the bail hearing, Bradel said his office plans to argue that Kearney is a journalist and that the non-contact restrictions are hindering his reporting. Today's hearing is slated to begin at 9 a.m. The Boston City Council yesterday overwhelmingly approved a resolution that calls for renaming Faneuil Hall, a popular tourist site that's named after a wealthy merchant who owned and traded slaves. The measure, authored by Councillor Tania Fernandez-Anderson, is likely to garner political support for changing the name of Faneuil Hall, but it remains unclear when, if ever, the name will be changed. City Council does not have the authority to change the name. That power lies with a little-known city board called the Public Facilities Commission. In her resolution, Fernandez-Anderson describes the building's namesake, Peter Faneuil, as a white supremacist a slave trader, and a slave owner who contributed nothing recognizable to the ideal of democracy. The push is part of a larger discussion on forms of atonement to black Bostonians for the city's role in slavery and its legacy of inequality. Last year, the council formed a task force to study the issue. The downtown meeting house was built for the city by Faneuil in 1742. It's where Sam Adams, another American colonist, made some of the early speeches during independence from Britain. Some activists suggested the building could instead honor Crispus Attucks, a black man considered the first American killed in the Revolutionary War. Anderson said the new name should be chosen by the community and the building could be renamed for a true freedom fighter such as Frederick Douglass. The resolution also proposed Elizabeth Freeman, an enslaved woman who went to court to win her freedom more than 80 years before the Emancipation Proclamation. All across the United States, there's been an increase in reported threats and hate crimes, including in Massachusetts, which federal authorities attribute to tensions in the Middle East. According to federal officials, the tension is over local reaction to the conflict in Israel and the Gaza Strip. Demonstrators supporting both sides have taken to the streets to protest. The threats and hate crimes in Massachusetts include bomb threats at a synagogue in Attleboro among the Jewish houses of worship. New data from the FBI shows that even before the bomb threats, there was an increase in reports of hate crimes. Last year, hate crimes in Massachusetts reached a five-year high with 433 reports, which was up slightly from 412 in 2021. In recent years, 2017 was when there were more reported hate crimes. The data shows last year, Massachusetts, there were seven anti-Arab incidents, 12 anti-Islamic incidents, and 69 anti-Jewish incidents. An incident is only counted if somebody reports it, And then police have to classify it as a hate crime. Mass General Brigham announcing it's committing more than $500,000 in funding to seven community-based organizations in order to assist migrant families arriving in the state. The move by the health care system comes a week after Governor Healy announced the state's overburdened emergency shelter system will reach capacity by the end of the month. Healy previously declared a state of emergency in response to both the surge in migrants coming to Massachusetts and the ongoing housing crisis in the Commonwealth. As of last week, there were close to 7,000 families in the state shelter system, more than half of them children. Mass General Brigham said in a statement, The goal of the funding is to support local community-based organizations that have deployed an all-hands-on-deck effort to meet the essential needs of new arrivals in the region. The funding in this round is focused on groups supporting migrant families in Greater Boston, Mattapan, Lynn, Waltham, Lowell, and Manchester, New Hampshire. Organizations receiving the funding include Family Aid, Immigrant Family Services Institute, and Wraparound Waltham, among others. According to Mass General Brigham, the funding will support services including housing assistance, access to medical appointments, connecting refugee families with advocates, And social supports at shelter sites, legal services, English as a second language classes, as well as essential needs like food, diapers, clothing, and hygiene items. A check of business news this morning. Stocks took a tumble yesterday. The Dow was down 105. The Nasdaq fell 318 points. The S&P dropped 60. Shares also skidded in Europe. And Asia, the Euro weakened, and oil is up to almost $89 a barrel. And sports Celtics win their season opener last night, beating the Knicks 108-104. They will host Miami tomorrow night at 7.30. Tonight, Bruins are home against the Ducks at 7. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, sunny and mild, high 76 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, lows in the mid-50s. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high near 80. Saturday, partly sunny and a high into the low 80s. And then showers around Sunday, high 58. For the boater, waves about a foot. Southwest winds at 5 knots. High tide, 943 this morning. Sunrise, 709, set at 545. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, October 26th.